Welcome back to part two of Modern Football with Marcello Corusco. Last episode, we talked about career in Argentina and over in Galatasaray in Turkey, Mexico. And we ended that episode talking a little bit about um, his injuries and where his mindset was at before he came to Adelaide United. Cello, tell me, how did that, from, from the yep. place that you were in with the injury problems and where yep. your head was at, how did that, how did Adelaide United come about and did you know, yep. did you know who we were? Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Google, yeah, yeah. to be honest. I have an offer from Australia. Uh, actually, it was a funny one also because I, uh, I was close to sign with one club. I was talking with the coach, and the coach said, yeah, no worries, no worries. We want to sign you. Perfect. So I, I rejected a couple of offers from other clubs because of this one. And one day before the window closed, the coach called me and said, sorry, man, the, the club is not listening. So I, I don't think we want to offer you anything. I said, okay, thank you very much for letting me know the last day. Uh, or the, the window uh, the window transfer, I said, okay. I spoke with my agent. I said, uh, what I wanted to do? Let's see what we have. And yeah, the day after, actually the same day that the window closed, mm-hmm. uh, I have this offer from, from here, from Australia. And I say, okay, give me a couple of minutes to see and have a look where, where exactly is Adelaide, what, what happened there, uh, do a bit of research, you know. So when they, uh, I started to be, speak with people that came to Australia before, I spoke with one Argentinian guy that played with him in the 20s, but Pato Perez, uh, he, he was playing in um, Central Coast, and he was telling me, yes, it's a great country to live, but don't think it's going to be easy. He told me uh, they are especially physically very, very strong and don't think it's going to be very, very easy and don't go relax because you're going to have a surprise over there. I said, okay, let's see. So we spoke <laughs> with my wife and said, okay, let's go for one year and see, see what happens. So we, we were open to another experience overseas. So uh, at the moment I have uh, Luca, my oldest, mm-hmm. was uh, 11, 11 months, I think. And so we, we moved here to, to Australia to mm. start a new life, yeah. Wow. At what point um, did you maybe get a little personal here, but what time did you meet your wife? When did you meet your wife and um, get yeah. married? When was that? Yeah, it was in 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah, 10 years ago in Argentina. Yeah. And yeah, and after three, yeah, two, three years, we get married and yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't enjoy the the marriage or maybe holidays or maybe when my son born. I was in my mind wasn't uh, wasn't fully hundred percent on the on my family, which uh, one one of the reasons I started the psychologist, uh, which helped me a lot, um, and also because of my wife that she she started to to study or how to cook better, you know, how to improve in the, to have better nutrition, better diet. So she was cooking, I remember in the morning, like a American breakfast, you know, you have yeah. all the fruits and veggies and uh, eggs and everything that which I didn't, I wasn't used to, to yeah. have this kind of uh, breakfast, but we started a new diet to try to change mm-hmm. and, and have less injuries and, and yeah. And she helped me a lot w- with that also. And uh, and if it wasn't for her, it was difficult to, to change my mind as well because she's a very, very positive. Yeah. He always She always looked uh, positive in any in any, in any situation. Yeah. And, uh, and it's something that 
change my my mindset yeah because i wasn't like that before and yeah she helped me to to start to think uh, more positive and uh, mm-hmm. and now uh, is what i want to teach my kids you know i yeah. want to teach uh, the parents as well i want yeah. to coach the parents and and always telling them that uh, have to be positive in any, in every mm-hmm. single circumstance it doesn't matter uh, what happened in the field or outside the field yeah i think that's a perfect example of I mean, you you never wish injuries on anyone, no. but being able to take a situation and you know it becomes something else and becomes something positive. Yep. Um, and clearly, you grew, you know, to all together as a family. Yep. Um, to the point that you wanted to move out to Australia together yeah. with an eleven-month-old. Yes. Said. I yes. Mean, yes. Yes. That's crazy. So yes, it was a big, big change for us. But yeah, we were looking for another experience overseas, so yeah. we decided to come. Yeah, so what were your first impressions or, well, of Adelaide, but also the A-League as well? The first impression was, was pretty good. I was uh, surprised for the facilities, for um, for the level of the player as well. Um, I felt like uh, I came to the first couple of weeks. I saw I was very happy. I was living here with my Asian. I remember for two, three weeks. Trying to find a place to stay and uh, training and meeting people and unfortunately because I wasn't my English wasn't the best uh, I couldn't communicate myself with with others and uh, I have a uh, help help for translator as well uh, and but yeah from the first two weeks I thought that I I came to a great great country to play football. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it seemed from the outside looking in at that point that you seemed to settle fairly quickly um, and you're still living here now, so you obviously yep. loved Adelaide. Um, was that how it was on the inside? But did you did you and the family settle quickly or was it quite tough? Yeah, especially for my wife, it was a bit tough mm-hmm. because she didn't speak English either. And I was the one that went to trainings, uh, yeah. went to for, to play games, and she was the one that was uh, looking after the kids and mm-hmm. stay at home. She couldn't have many relations when we, especially when we start. But uh, uh, I can say that I met amazing people here. I have a lot of good friends here in Australia that which they open uh, the the door on the house, the families, mm-hmm. and now. Now we are very, very, very close, and also because of them is why I I decide to stay here uh, permanently. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, did you connect with you know Argentine communities here in Adelaide yeah. or anything at first? Or? Yeah. Normally, when you come to a different country, you try to connect with us and with people yeah. that speak your language. You yeah. know. So I met a lot of Argentinian people here. Yeah. Um, different type of. Uh, People that came here like uh, 30 years ago mm-hmm. with their fathers or their, their parents, uh, and also people that came here to study or have a better life. Uh, yeah. So we have different. Uh, how can I say? Yeah, we m- we met different people here in Australia. People that uh, has been here for 30 years. And people that have been here for five, six years just uh, came for for a study or, or work, and after they decide to stay like us. So as I said before, and something I learned here in Australia is to be more open to help everyone because uh, it's true when you come here and this 
So this hospi- hospitality, I, I learn a lot from here, from, from people in, in this country. So at the time that you, you signed here, I think there'd been some movement in the coaching department and uh, John Cosmina was back here as head coach, I think, in his second stint. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Valkanis took over yep. as the interim head coach. So how did you guys handle that as a squad at the time? Yes, when I came here, I was Cosi coaching. Um, also was Michael as well. And uh, I play I play since the day one, so I was so grateful with him. Mm-hmm. I know he was enjoying playing here. And yeah, the first uh, couple of years was uh, was very nice. Uh, as I say to, to my wife, I think we find a place to, to stay for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after, yeah, happens because after seven, seven years, we are still here. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned um, some of the advice you got was that it'd be quite f- physical, I think, here. Did yep. you find that when you got out in the pitch? Yes. Yes. It was a bit, uh, we didn't have much time when yeah. we had the ball. But yeah, and also I think in this country, I run, run a lot compared with uh, my my characteristic you know i wasn't yeah. the, the 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 runner i wasn't the player that ran 13 14 kilometers a game uh so here in australia it changed a bit my my wave of play and uh, yeah this made me a better player as well mm-hmm. so uh playing under uh joseph Gombao and Guillermo Amor. Um, we played some exciting football. We won trophies. So, you know, how much do you remember from that time? I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but no. what do you remember from, from those Yeah, seasons? it was a great experience for me. For was was easier having a Spanish yeah. coach. <laughs> was uh, very, as, as you said before, we played great football. Mm. We showed that we start this new philosophy, football philosophy, playing from the back, you know, and trying to have the possession of the ball all the time and the first couple of months was difficult to change this uh, philosophy but when we understood everything that he wants mm. was was very enjoyable sessions training Jose also was a very good good coach and very close with the players as well um so we we did very very well we won the cup as well and after we when a more Come over and Shosa uh, left was pretty pretty similar what we have mm-hmm. done, uh, and that's why during three or four years, or five years, we can say we play the same style of football, mm. and we we achieve what we achieve because of that because we maintain the club maintain most of the players, mm-hmm. and we were playing the f- same the same uh, feel the f- the same way for three four years so. This make difference. Yeah, um, obviously played in the the first ever FFA Cup tournament, first ever FFA Cup final. Yeah, won it at Cooper Stadium. So you know, yeah, great memories. For yeah, that. how was yeah. that? Yeah, it was unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, I remember last game against Perth when Sirio score and yeah, the celebration. Yeah. I think my family was here at that time. I think my brother came that that year. Okay. Yeah, it was it was pretty special. Yeah. What, what was um, your family's impression when they saw you playing here? And, you know, obviously it's completely different to that back at home. But what, yeah. what did they think? No, they didn't say much, to be honest. Is they saw me happy and inside yeah. the pitch, they were happy. So, yeah, 
knowing that what happened with me with the injuries and everything mm. the main thing was to play and mm. doesn't doesn't matter in which league or which competition yeah. you know uh, it's just uh, me f- being in a in a football pitch uh, is what uh, what i want if what they want as well yeah did your parents ever consider moving the whole family no. no 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 it would be difficult to move all the chickens yeah from that's there true. to here yeah good point <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a few shipping costs there um but anyway so obviously 15 16 you know we went without a win first eight games um but can you pinpoint what the catalyst was for turning that season around and then ultimately winning the a-league grand final yes i think we talk about this uh a lot of times and um i think i i don't have an answer to be honest mm-hmm. we was um was a click that we did after one game i think we played against perth and we start winning games and uh uh we was um was something uh, incredible because we were a bit down after mm. losing games and we were very positive at that time but after that game we talk also we with the coach and and we have a, a conversation that we're gonna be focused in the positive things and mm. we need to change we have a great team and we start to believe in us i think this would change a bit the mentality mm-hmm. i think and uh, and after that we start winning and you know and winning become a habit and we yeah. keep winning and uh, yeah enjoying inside and outside the pitch as well we have a great group we with the australian boys with the foreigner players we we have we get very we get along very well and uh, i think was also one of the reasons we won it yeah so take us back to grand final day at adelaide oval i mean how does that compare to what you experienced in Argentina? I appreciate it's it's different, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, the, the crowd. Yeah, that the day that day was a bit similar comparing with Argentinian yeah. games. Uh, looking at the stadium that was packed, fifty three thousand people, yeah, I think, yeah, was uh, was unbelievable. And, and winning the way that we win, that we won the game, also mm-hmm. was pretty special after the Pablo score. The third goal, uh, we were suffering the last minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, and after we Pablo goals, we we relaxed totally, and uh, we and we won, and we we couldn't believe uh, how was good, how was how good was the um, the the, the season, yeah. the atmosphere, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I was I was there in the stadium that day. This is a good. Well, more than six months before I uh, oh, yeah. came on board at uh-huh. the club. So back then, I was just, I was another ticket holder, another member. <laughs> um, but yeah, as, you know, like any Adelaide fan, Adelaide United fan, it's you know etched in our memories and yeah, it's, you know the biggest and best day the club's ever had. Yes, yes, yeah. and uh, hopefully we can, well, the club can repeat that that moment one day. Mm. But it was yeah, it was uh, mem- memorable. So you set up Bruce Kamau for that first goal. Talk me through it. What do you remember? Uh, what can I say? Just I remember I controlled the ball, a long ball, I think, and, uh, and after with my uh, great speed, I went <laughs> as a winger. The defender could catch me, and I and I saw Kamau make a diagonal, and yeah, and I get yeah. cross the ball. That's it. And after yeah. he did all the job. 
Yeah, that's right. Did did you put the ball where you wanted to put it? I mean, obviously it came off really well, but you know it came yeah. across hard. And it's it difficult bounce. to bounce. It's difficult to say. Yeah. I think I put the ball. I crossed yeah. the ball. That's I mean, it. it looks pretty perfect when you watch it back. Yeah, yeah. I can say I saw him going to the first spot, but mm. I'm lying. Yeah, just <laughs> I put the ball there. Yeah, um, Bruce did very well. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you also mentioned you know uh, Pablo. Oh, actually, we're going to get to that. Sorry. Um, this is free kick. I want to talk on that briefly. Um, you had a front row seat. So, you know, when you saw him hit it, did you know it was going in? And, you know, what 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 was being said beforehand when the wall was lining up? Yeah, Isa was uh, doing very well on free kicks. I remember the last part of the tournament and he was practicing and he was putting every ball inside the net. And, and that day was... Uh, Everyone knows that he's gonna take the, the the free kick, and I was uh, next to him. Of course, lucky he didn't allow me to to kick, <laughs> to take the the free kick, and he did amazing. Uh, I don't remember to see a corner kick, uh, corner, uh, free kick uh, that go in that way. I think it was amazing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, I was I was up pretty high, and just watching it from where I was, it seemed to just float in slow motion. Yep. And then somehow it just you know hit the side of the netting, inside of the side netting. I just couldn't believe it. It was sort of like everyone took, at least around us, it was like everyone took a moment. Oh wait, that's in! And yeah. Everyone jumped <laughs> up and cheered. Yeah, yeah, that no, was was unbelievable. So you talked about uh, Pablo, and he scored the winner, and then you're relaxed. So yeah, talk me through that moment. Like, what's that feeling when you know? At that moment, yeah. you pretty much the game's not over, but it's over. Yeah, what's over? Yeah, the best feeling, the best feeling when you win a game is is great, but when you win a tournament mm. uh, like we did, from losing the first games mm. and after winning almost everything, uh, was uh, incredible. So since Pablo goal, I started to to jump and enjoy, and uh, yeah. and uh, was great. Yeah. So moving from peak euphoria. Um, to 2016-17 and we won't dwell on it but it wasn't a great season um, yep. so as I mentioned I joined the, the staff about halfway through that but um, you know how difficult was that season going from the highest of highs to then having a tough season yes it was a surprise actually yep. because we didn't expect to have this this season but no, it's, it's pretty common after you win something, uh, the next tournament you relax a little bit. Mm. Uh, but we, I think we relax. was too relaxed, I think. <laughs> yeah, and there's a few changes. <laughs> a few changes too. And, um, yeah, it was a tough season for us. Tough season for me as well. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't part of the, the uh, Asia Cup uh, when we played that year. Uh, a more decide to put me outside of the team which I didn't expect so I was pretty cooking about that um, that's a Bruce Jute word cooking <laughs> you, you were cooking sorry he says it in the office all the time yeah, yeah. so um, yeah and also we didn't have the best the best season um, so but it's football you know and yeah. this kind of thing happens yeah and I from I recall you, you had some injuries again that season too uh, probably. I don't remember, <laughs> but probably, yeah, yeah, one or two. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, look, as I said, don't don't want to dwell on it. Obviously, after that season, um, that was the end of your time as a player yep. at Adelaide United. But thankfully, now you're back. Yes. You're back 
and uh, with your Cariska Football Academy and um, you're heading up some of our clinics and things like that. So um, talk about, you know, you you were gone from Adelaide for a a little while. Now you're back, you know, it's good to be, it's good to have you back at the club. So how did that come about and, um, you know, and, and talk us through everything that your academy does? Yep. Yeah, after I went to Melbourne City for six months, uh, Michael Patricio took me there, and after I wasn't playing much, so Jose Gambao called me mm-hmm. when he went to Western Sydney, mm-hmm. and I I decided to, to move to Sydney again after six months, and after when I was there, I played almost every game mm-hmm. with him, uh, so the last part of the season from January to June. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and after when we, my contract finished in West Sydney, decided to come back to to Adelaide, mm-hmm. and yes, I start full time work with my academy, which I start my academy four years ago, mm-hmm. working in schools only. And after when I came to when I moved to Australia last year, I started to to start and do the academy for the whole year with different programs. Um, yeah, I started to do the clinics with Adelaide United as well. So I'm so, so happy that I start to, to coach kids, which uh, I enjoy a lot. And I see how they improve as well. So it's something I, I'm loving. Yeah. Um, you were telling me before off air, um, that the academy is not just about football. Yeah. So <coughs> you're teaching the kids other things too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what we want to do I- of, of course, always thinking my 16 years of experience and I have had the privilege to have uh, amazing coaches mm-hmm. like Bilardo, like Sabela, like Simeone, coaches that gave me a lot of a lot of uh, knowledge and different concepts. And I want to be focused in the juniors here in Australia, and we want to be focused on, on also on the, in the holistic approach. We we don't want to just play the game. Mm-hmm. We want to just be focused in the physical aspect or or tactical aspect, we, we want to be focused also in the psychological uh, part of the, of the player because mm-hmm. I have, uh, as I said before, it's very important that uh, to have this, uh, to have the the right mindset to be a soccer player mm-hmm. and it's very long, it's a long path so you need to have this support uh, and that's why I start a new program now which uh, I got a psychologist working with me. Mm-hmm. I have a nutritionist as well. So, and we wanna we wanna start doing that in different clubs. We wanna coach. Uh, we wanna show the clubs that there is different ways to to coach the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, here in Australia we give the kids a lot of freedom to think and they make decisions and and we don't teach them exactly what they have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believe uh, there is another. Train uh, is another learning methodology that I would like to do mm-hmm. uh, because I believe that uh, the technique, especially the which uh, I love this that part. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are not focused into the technical uh, stuff, a technical part. So with the coaching the kids, exactly the technique, we break down exactly what they have mm-hmm. to do in every moment. So in mm-hmm. the passing, in the heading. Uh, in one v one, exactly what they have to do, so they know before and after they can practice in the good way. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I give an example. For example, if you want to play the guitar, mm-hmm. and if you go to to the professor and they say, "Okay, here is the guitar, and yeah, you can play now." 
So how long you think you can be with the guitar until you get one note? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, three, four, five hours mm -hmm. or, or weeks. Yeah. But if you go to the teacher and say, okay, this is how you need to use your fingers. This finger goes here, the other mm -hmm. finger goes there. So now play. It's going to be easier yeah. and you want to learn quicker. So this is the same in football. If yeah. you don't give them exactly the concept and you don't give them exactly the movement and the, I don't know, the passing mechanism mm -hmm. and in every single technical skill, it's going to be very difficult that the kids learn. So I, I experience now the kids I got under 14 or 15 mm -hmm. and the technique is, is, is not the, it's not perfect at all. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately so that I don't want that, that keep happen keep happen here in Australia so I, I would love to go to the to the clubs and explain them exactly what they need to do mm -hmm. so if uh, if they want to know more so they, they can contact us mm -hmm. but uh, with this program that we are we are doing now is, is I think will be will be different because not just in that part of the technique that we talked before we talk about The psychological aspect where we train the the brain of the kids. Mm -hmm. We train to then in the neuroplasticity. I don't know if you know about that. Where we can coach them to be more quicker, to make better decisions, mm -hmm. to and work in anticipation. Uh, there is a lot of things that you can work on training the brain mm -hmm. because, for example, every you know in every everything we do as a footballer. Every movement that we do, every pass that we do, every step that we we do on a p in the pitch is coming from our brain. Mm. So I was learning and researching a lot, and in Argentina it's pretty common, but here in Australia we are not doing much in that kind of aspect. So we are bringing neuroscience in football, mm -hmm. which is uh, this kind of stuff that we can train the brain. You can give the kids multitasking exercise, so at the time they are passing the ball, they need to do something else. And you activate the brain and you, you, you coach the brain also of the mm. kids. It's not just to play the game that we said before. Yeah. And also we use a positive uh, psychology, which uh, my psychology is doing now and is doing, we are doing very well and the parents' mm. feedback is, is great. So hopefully we can keep doing that and yeah. we, with the club as well, keep sharing these, these ideas and hopefully we can help the clubs to, to change a bit or to start to implement this new methodology that we want to do in with my academy. Yeah, it's, that's fascinating. You, d you don't offer adult classes, do you? Because <laughs> I wish I had that kind of coaching and that kind of stuff when you know yeah, when I was growing that's, up. That's why I start, because yeah. I didn't have this psychological support since yeah. I was a young player. Yeah. Except for my parents, of course, but mm -hmm. when you are in a game and you are playing and you suffer injuries and, and you don't know what to do or how to mm. do it or how to react, Here, for example, resilience is a big one here, yeah. I believe, in Australia. So we are working in resilience as well. We are working in second attempts. We, we are working uh, in different aspects that is not just about to play. Mm -hmm. uh, we want that the kids psychologically uh, uh, prepare mm -hmm. for if they make it. If not, it's going to help them for like a life skill as well mm, yeah well yeah, you can find out more about um the clinics that uh, cello is running for us on the under the community section on our website adelaideunited.com.au but where can they find more information about your academy 
Yes, they can go to the website www.carruscafutbolacademy.com.au mm. and yeah, or they can send us an email. The email is there or call us. Yeah, mm. there is many ways that they contact us. That's right. And Facebook and Instagram as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, Facebook yep. and Instagram as well. So as I said before, uh, I believe me as a ex-player, I uh, have the the commitment, the the responsibility, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. to share the knowledge with, with all the kids and that's why I don't want to focus on the adults at the moment, sorry mate, mm-hmm. but <laughs> uh, we want to coach the kids which yeah. we believe is, is the future there and, yeah. uh, and they are young and they, they can learn uh, a different ways of, of, of training and hopefully uh, hopefully we can help a lot of kids. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I'll I'll just send you a text message and we can just get together at the at the park <laughs> on all weekend or something. Um, but thank you. Um, look, just just finally, this this show is more than football. We've talked a lot about football, some other stuff as well. But um, just quickly, like you know, as a family, you, I mean, you have a family, you have other interests. What do you enjoy away from the game? I enjoy being at home every yep. weekend. Uh, Having barbecues with yeah. my friends, with my, my with my family, which when you are playing is is difficult because mm-hmm. always you are away traveling and uh, yeah and taking my kids to trainings, you know mm-hmm. they are one are playing also and I spend more more time with the family. Yeah. More, yeah. So uh, now is uh, this these kind of things uh, I would enjoy more. Yeah, family man, love it. So thank you, Cello. I really appreciate you coming in and opening up as well about, you know, the injuries and, and some of that other stuff. So um, if you haven't heard part one, listen to part one because it's pretty fascinating stuff. And again, thank you for coming in. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Jim.